Welcome to the MC Talk Podcast with Jordan and Tay. Welcome back this week, everybody. Hi. Uh, today, we are going to talk about how Miley has fought justice in many different circumstances. Yeah. Um, especially with everything going on right now. So, yeah. Ready, yeah. Jordan? Ready. Updates. Um, well, I got a Hannah Montana house key. <laughs> Your first update. <laughs> well, I just got the mail today, this morning. And, and now I'm, I'm wanting one so bad. <laughs> yeah, so I'll post a picture about that. And um, I went back to work on Wednesday. So that's fun. Um what else is new with me? I don't even know. You went to the protest. Yeah, but we'll talk about that more later. Okay. Um, Jordan and I see each other in like... A little over a month. What's today? The 36 days, I think. Something like that, yeah. And our friendship anniversary is coming up too. Yeah, which is... <laughs> well, technically, we... We have two French anniversaries. Our first one would be two years in November for the Nothing Breaks Like a Heart release. Yeah. Which is like when we first started talking like as friends. And then June 13th is when we met in person for the first time. So that's going to be our one year of seeing each other in person. We sound like we're dating. (laughs) It's because we are. Right. <laughs> Long distance relationships are hard. Um, you know, in Hannah Montana, when Miley and Lily celebrate their friendship anniversary. Yeah. I always wanted to do that with someone. Oh, well, now you have it. So <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. Well, what are okay. you doing? <laughs> so update on me. Um, just chilling in my new place. Um, been very active on issues happening in the world but we're going to talk about that later like she said um I don't really know I mean I haven't still like been working I've just been like doing donations once a week which is like barely anything um yeah and that's about it just chilling nice yeah okay what's Miley been up to (sighs) Molly's been doing more than me and Taylor. So she attended the protest in LA, which we will also talk about later. Um, June 4th was three years since the One Love Manchester concert with Ariana Grande, which raised about $13 million for the We Love Manchester Emergency Fund, um, which was for the Manchester concert um, attacks. Um, There was that big concert that went on. I love those performances when Miley saying inspired and she's saying don't dream it's over with Ariana Grande and happy. I love that performance. Yeah. Same. And then, um, June 6th was the anniversary. Um, the one year anniversary of, Oh no, June 5th was the one year anniversary of black mirror episode with Miley. So when Ashley two came out, which is funny because at this time last year, Taylor and I still hadn't met and Taylor and I were listening to on a roll together. And then when we finally met in a few days, which is like, yeah. Cause I June remember 13th. when black mirror came out, I was in Croatia on vacation with my family mm-hmm. and I couldn't watch it at the time. Cause I mean, I was busy. So I watched it on the <laughs> flight back. But you were, like, telling me about it. I'm like, stop. And you were just saying how good it was. Yeah. And then that's when you gave me, like, when we first met in June, which would be in a couple days, um, you made me, like, a mixtape and one of the songs on it. It was a Miley, a bunch of Miley covers, and one of the songs was on a roll, but she got it off the YouTube music video audio. So in the song, you can hear, like, the crashing and stuff yeah. of the glass. Because <laughs> on a roll wasn't released yet as a – And we didn't know it was platform. going to be. And then we were at the – did we talk about this on here? I think we did. Anyways. Um, I think like briefly, but not we like were, this detailed. We were at the Hippo Pop, my favorite place ever in Florida. 
the it's hippo a popsicle, popsicle place. place. <laughs> and we're sitting there. She goes, oh, my gosh. She released really on Apple Music. And then she goes and buys it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, you were just, like, freaking out. And, like, it wasn't working or something. And you were, like, pissed. And, like, two minutes later, it's on Spotify. After it literally loaded and I bought it. But it's fine. <laughs> Give Miley her streams and her so, money. <laughs> but then that weekend, we continued to listen to the one on the CD. Yeah. And then Christian, um, like, eventually, like, later on when we met Christian and – where did we at your house before Vegas before we met Miley that was Christian's like favorite song to like dance to and I remember before I met Christian you sent me snapchats of him like dancing in the car to it it's still his favorite song yesterday we had um, a couple friends over to go to the pool and it came on in the pool and he's like Ashley oh everyone and people are like what (laughs) and then um our friend Cass she likes she likes Miley a lot, and she's like, oh, yeah. He's like, do you love Ashley O? She's like, I mean, I did. I haven't been updated on her since, like, because it's like <laughs> – Like a one-time <clears throat> thing. I know. It's funny because Christian – like, I always think about this super off topic, but when we met, met Miley and Olivia was like, oh, we need, like, super fans, like, to meet Miley, like, like only hardcore fans to meet Miley. And I'm just thinking, like, Christian – is like hardcore Miley every day of his life. And I just think it's so funny because you look at him and you wouldn't know that, but like he's freaking obsessed with her. He's just like a hype man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like he's easily excitable about things. Yeah, for and sure. He was like, oh my gosh. He's like, if I need to prove, like I'll prove to them that I almost went to Miley's 16th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that. I'm like, dang, Christian, I didn't even do that. <laughs> Well, yeah, how old were you? Little, but I just think that's so funny. Like, that's my favorite thing about Christian is that he's such a calm person, but when he gets excited, he's, like, excited. Like, nobody can calm him down. all the way. Like, nobody could love what he's talking about more. He's all for it. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) that makes Christian our BB of this week. (laughs) Congrats, Christian. Congrats, Christian. You're our BB this week. Thanks for being excited over Miley. <laughs> uh, Logan, you have work to do. Yeah, you do. He hasn't listened to like any episodes. He, he hears them live, but yeah. He's currently playing Fortnite next to Jordan, yeah. I think. Yeah, he is. And she made it very clear that he had to be quiet. Yeah. It's so funny because he'll look at me and he'll be like, are you done? I'm like, no, I have the headset still on. What does this look like? <laughs> Well, yeah, because the second we get done, we, like, take off the headset. Yeah. And then take, continue like, a talking. big breath. Yeah. <laughs> I guess first we can mention, like, Miley's biggest accomplishment. Like, this is what she calls her biggest accomplishment in life mm-hmm. um, is when she founded Happy Hippie in 2014. Yeah. Obviously, you all know about Happy Hippie, but um, it's just they really just – help wherever they feel like really needs their attention Mm -hmm. um so like obviously right now they're speaking a lot about um black lives matter and all of that business so that's cool because like on bright-minded remember um for r and bright was reliable sources Mm -hmm. and she always talked about how like happy hippie is her reliable source and so it's like it's not that I didn't trust them, but it's nice to just, like, remember that and be like, okay, like, I can trust, like, what they're posting. Yeah. Because there's so many things out there that you just, like, can't believe. Yeah. They're always, like, my first source, I feel like, when something happens. Like, I always check because I know they're always, like, just posting right away when something happens. And I think it's cool how she founded it originally for LGBTQ plus, um, like, youth and homelessness and stuff. And, like, vulnerable populations. But I think it's cool how that's, like, their main point. But they're always so involved on everything else. Like, um, when the fires in California happened, like, they were there for it. Like, everything that happened. And Nashville. Tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. They always post about, like, everything. And I think it's cool, too, because it's, like, a community. And I don't know. Like, I know a lot of foundations are just, like, so – like, for example, there's just foundations that are super established – and have so many followers and like they don't really comment back but you know you can like trust them obviously but happy hippie so engaging with like everybody like posts people's art like posts people's stories and stuff like i just love how just everybody it's like you're an actual happy hippie if you're part of the foundation well and like 
I mean, you guys know like Happy Hippie has shared quite a few of our things. Um, yeah. And they've like responded to us a lot. So like if you're wanting that, just, you know, like be creative and like make something or, mm-hmm. you know, just keep tagging them and stuff because they really do like seeing everything. Yeah. And the, so they will nice. interact with you if they see it. Yeah. Um, like I'll tag them in things and they'll like heart it. Yeah. Um, but also what I think is cool is like, um, people put so much pressure on celebrities to like, I mean, a lot of people do, not everyone. Some people would rather celebrities not say anything, but Mm -hmm. which is really stupid. Um, anyways, Miley, uh, people put pressure on celebrities to post and like speak up during this time. And Miley has herself, but also like since happy hippie is her foundation, yeah. They're like covering her bases so Miley doesn't have to only spend her time posting about it. Because yeah. think about how many celebrities are just posting about it but not actually doing anything. Yeah. Um, past just posting a caption or whatever. Um, so I think it's cool that Miley is constantly connected with Happy Hippie. So she is on board and helping them. And I was going to say that, that too, Whatever like- they're doing. I think it's cool that she has like people that run it for her, but she also posts about it and they're both so engaging with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's cool how Miley didn't just make the foundation and tell them like, okay, you guys got it. Like, I'm not like, just take care of it for me. Like she still is so active on her own Instagram that like right now in this point of time, if you went on her Instagram, it literally looks like it's its own foundation page. Mm-hmm. Like not only is she letting happy hippie take care of stuff, but she's also posting on her page. And I don't think people give her enough credit because I don't think people who don't like hardcore support Miley, like know about all the stuff that she's done, which makes me sad, but like happy hippie alone that Miley founded has helped so many people. Like think of all the millions and millions of dollars that they have donated and stuff and like helped raise and I just think it's so cool because Miley never is the type of person to brag about that. Like I know a lot of companies when things happen that you can either see it like in the comment section on Instagram or like on Instagram posts, they're always like, oh, I donated this much to this, blah, blah, blah. Like Miley does that sometimes like when she went on Ellen and like talked about like how much she donated for the fires and like Nash or in um, where was that in California? I think that was when um, the floods, uh, Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she talked about, like, how much she donated, but... Like, $500,000 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but, like, in general, like, there's so much money that they have donated that we don't even know about. And I think that's cool how Miley just, like, does it because she wants to, not because people are forcing her to. And, like, can we just talk about how Miley is the most unbothered person on this planet? Literally. She inspires me by that, honestly. She... <laughs> it just amazes me. Like, Miley has never said anything controversial about another person. Mm-hmm. she just like does her thing and doesn't feel the need to like, she never speaks poorly of other people. Like obviously there's things in the media that get twisted and stuff, but Miley never has the intention to hurt anybody. And I feel like in the industry, you always see like all this drama or just like, you know, who likes who and stuff. Miley literally likes every single person. And if she doesn't like someone like, you can't really tell because she's always just so kind to literally everybody. Well, and, like, she probably knows, like, why does it matter? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't see eye to eye. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyways. Okay. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about next? Um, so, on top of Happy Hippie, there's just, like, a bunch of things that go along with Happy Hippie, like we were saying, of, like, things that Miley's done with them. Um, that's not quite, I mean, on top of donations that she's done, like, for example, we were talking about the Women's March. Um, she's not only like active on social media, but she actually like gets out there and does stuff with them. Um, what year was that Women's March that she did? Um, it was like Malibu time. Yeah. Um, So 2017 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Um. But like I said, like a lot of celebrities just post and go. But Miley, like she actually means things when she posts it and she gets out there. and She shows up. And literally just acts like a normal person, like trying to help everybody. And these problems don't affect like most of the problems that she fights for don't affect her, which just makes me like so happy because like obviously she's privileged. She's a celebrity. She's rich. Like she could honestly be like all the other celebrities and just 
sit back at home and just not be bothered by any of this. But she like cares for people and wants to get out there and be with people and help them and stuff. And I just think that's so cool. Well, and it's like with the coronavirus, she came out and said like, I don't know what this feels like. Yeah. And I don't know what it feels like to be affected by it mm-hmm. because she is privileged. And I think and the headlines that all twisted her. Words. Yeah. Which is so stupid. But I feel like people can learn a lot from that is because like, yeah, right now with what's going on, I don't know what it feels like. Yeah. But I'm also aware <clears throat> of my privilege is why mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse like why I like should just be sitting home and doing anything. Yeah. No, like it. It takes people who aren't a part being affected to speak up and do it because that's how you get more people who aren't affected to speak up and stand up for it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even though we can't relate to everything going on now, and like we said, like Miley doesn't relate to a lot of issues that she like helps with. um, Like, obviously you can try to put yourself in their shoes, but like it never, like... It's, you can't really feel it fully, but I mean, if you think about like, for example, if you're privileged, you think about, okay, if I didn't have this privilege, if I wasn't able to like sit at home and not worry about like people coming after me and worrying about like getting my li- like getting my life taken away from me for no reason, like, like imagine just living in that. And I know every, the past like couple of weeks, every time I see a cop, I'm like, I'm so blessed that I don't have to, my heart doesn't stop beating, you know what I mean? For a yeah. second out of fear. And yeah, so many exactly. people feel that way. And it's just sad that like so many people have been affected by someone in their life um, yeah. dying for because of that reason. Yeah. And it makes me sad because like, I'm always the type of person and I know you are too, that like feels for people and we're I, very I've empathetic. Always, yeah. And I've always like put people before myself, but um it makes me sad when you talk to people and you don't realize how many people are out there that don't really care unless it affects them. Yeah. And then it just makes you more like want to do something. Cause you're like, okay, well I could add to the amount of people that don't care, but I mean, I could also like, you're just one person, but it change It like makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think that's so cool that, I mean, that's honestly like, Obviously, I started liking Miley due to her music and acting and all that stuff. But I think right now, like, if she wasn't so into just being active in the community and, like, helping others, I wouldn't be – like, she influences me a lot with that. But I feel like I don't know who I would be if she didn't Mm because I feel like I've become a better person because of that. And obviously my opinions, like, I would still be for Black Lives Matter if Miley wasn't. If she wasn't, I don't think I would, like – be a fan of her today um but she's definitely helped me be more vocal about things that I believe in because I see her doing it and I'm like okay if she can do this in front of everybody when she's obviously privileged and help all these people then like I can speak up you know well and like I grew up in a very small town so it wasn't normal to be gay or even like really accept gay people not that it was just like it was just a weird conversation, and times yeah. have changed, so it's different now where I'm from. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember in an interview where Miley, it was probably like towards the end of Hannah Montana. She said like, like I I'm allowed to love whoever if I want to love whoever I'm I want to. So why should I be able to tell someone else how to love anyone? Yeah like whoever they can't love who they want to. And like, she was just, what she said is, was really profound for such a young person, I think describing like gay marriage. And I think like, not that particularly, but looking back at it, I'm like, if I wouldn't have had her speaking up on those topics, like I would not be as educated and aware of so many um, topics like that because I wasn't influenced by anyone around me to like, yeah, have those viewpoints and like I'm a Christian and I believe that um, Jesus would approve of gay marriage and a lot mm-hmm. most people most Christians probably don't um, but that's like where my views like go along with Miley so like that's how like I was influenced to like yeah. be proud to be a Christian that accepts gay marriage yeah um, I just remember like I mean you could probably agree and I'm sure a lot of people agree but when Years and years ago, say like 10 years ago, 
times were different in the fact that like words like you could call someone gay as a joke and like nobody took offense or you could call someone like I don't know people would use like I would be in middle school and I would hear all these people using the n-word as just like my friend you know and it would be normal and that's like it's it was just like normal back then in like the where the place that I grew up like people just threw those words around just as jokes and nobody took it seriously and like no matter what color you were like people were saying these words that I'm sure like obviously now we would never say but times have changed so much in like the past decade that I I think it's a lot because of social media too when I was growing up people would say all these words and stuff um that obviously you can't say now and where I grew up it was very like a good I don't know like the type of word I would use but like the school that I grew up with it was definitely like a mix between like races and just cultural differences and stuff. And um, I don't know the words that I'm trying to say, but basically where I grew up, we would say words that obviously we're not allowed to say now. And it was never in a negative way. And obviously when you're little and you hear people around you saying words, you like, okay, they're saying it, I can say it. And um, what's it called? And I grew up like in a family that it's still to this day, like Republican. And I always felt like an outsider thinking like, I'm being forced kind of to believe things that I don't really believe in. And I guess like growing up and having like Miley speak out about issues, I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one who thinks this way. And then just like I said, Miley allowed me to kind of speak up against people, even if it's my family and I don't believe in things that they say, like to correct them or just to, yeah, like say things. Well, I mean, um, so I took a multicultural counseling class this last spring um, for my master's degree, and it, like, opened my eyes up to so many things, like, things that I knew before, but the way I was, like, learning about it was, like, yeah, whoa. And, like, one of my biggest takeaways is that um, people just live inside their own bubble, mm-hmm. and you can't force people to look out – to step outside of their bubble – so when they're in their bubble, they only see past what they know and what they've experienced. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you talk about like your family or just like random people on Twitter and like my grandma who I got mad at on Facebook, like they're only seeing as far as like what affects them and like what they know and like yeah. what they care about. But then there's yeah. other people who are able to either widen their bubble or like actually remove themselves from it and say like, okay, like this is actually what it must be like. Mm-hmm. And like, what's sad is that so many white people cannot understand that our experiences will never, ever, ever, ever compare to what black people have experienced mm-hmm. ever. Exactly. And people don't <clears throat> understand that. And that's where so many statistics are wrong about, Oh, equality and all this. It's like, no, like that stuff is wrong or like it's not equal as it should be. Well, and like black that's people what I was means seeing. like denied health care. Like, why is that even yeah. a thing? We're literally like, that's, I don't understand that either. Like, it'll never make sense. To like, me. we could talk about and like give some examples. And I just don't want to start like saying statistics because I don't have the facts right in front of me, but like, yeah. But that's what I was saying. Like, it doesn't make sense when people get mad at, like, the protests or just, like, the movement in general because it's, like, you don't understand. If roles were reversed and it was, like, in a parallel universe and it was white people who were being oppressed and stuff, like, you would obviously be be all for it. But since it doesn't affect you, you don't think that it should be an issue. And that's, like, goes with the whole all lives matter thing that people are trying to, like, make a thing, like – like, when people say Black Lives Matter and other people are like, oh, all lives matter. Like, no. Like, yes. Well, it's like, we all no shit. Hate. Everyone matters. Like, Yeah. But that's the point. Exactly. Like, you're literally agreeing <clears throat> with us in a rude way, you know? Like, obviously, we all matter. And that's what we're trying to make a thing. But right now, we're saying Black Lives Matter because they don't matter as much as all lives matter to people like cops. And, you know, we're trying to get everybody equal. And it just... I don't know. I just don't understand how someone can be mad at people trying to get equality and stuff. And obviously because they've never experienced it and they haven't stepped outside their bubble, like you said. Um, but definitely like I, it just like, 
like you said, you see a cop and you don't get scared and stuff. Like I used to see cops and be like, okay, I'm safe. Like there's a cop around me. But like while I was protesting this weekend, um, I would see a cop and I would get scared. And it's because like I'm surrounded by all these people who are trying to stand up for Black Lives Matter. And I've seen stuff in the media on Twitter of videos of cops like coming at them for no reason and just being around everybody. I was like scared for everybody around me because I didn't want anything to happen to them. And seeing a cop, I've never seen a cop and been like scared before. Mm-hmm. But like even my mom was like, oh my God, were there cops there? And I was like, yeah, there were cops there. And I thought she was asking for the safety of me, but she was like, you like the cops are doing bad things like you need to not be around the cops and i'm like that's so weird that like years ago you would tell me oh my god there's a cop here and it's like okay it's safe but like nowadays it's like nobody's safe and like imagine just being black and having to deal with that like that's just horrible and it just sucks yeah um well what you were saying about like words that like used to be thrown around like nothing a couple years ago and like some people do throw them around like just not caring like oh it's a joke like i don't mean it that way like whatever yeah And, like, something else that I just, like, am super aware of now is that um, intentional or not intentional, it's still racist or homophobic or, like, any of this stuff. Um, Yeah. Which I don't think even homophobic is the right term for it now that I'm thinking. Like, you're not supposed to say that. I think – It's just, like – But that's the the thing thing, is, is, like – Okay, sorry. I'm trying to remember from my class. You're not supposed to say homophobic, so I'm apologize if I offended anyone. I'm learning. You're supposed to say, I don't want to be heterosexist. I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. But that's what I was saying. Like, things changing. Like, things change all the time. And that's why, like, obviously, I don't like talking about this. But, like, obviously, when I was, like, probably 11, 12, I'm sure, like, I've said words that I shouldn't have said. And never never ever ever meant them in the way that right. people mean them now so like and you weren't doing it on things? purpose like you had no bad intent but like there is badness under it but now you realize that so you fixed your actions like that's what yeah people but aren't it's doing. like you're 11 12 13 like you say these things because people around you say them and you're raised in a family that like you're not you're obviously inside your own bubble when you're 11 12 13 you're not matured like your mind isn't matured and stuff and you just say these things no harm at all like obviously when I was little I always like I didn't know that there was this whole thing with like black people being oppressed and stuff like I had so many friends that like like when you're 11 12 13 you're friends with like everybody it doesn't matter what they look like who they are like you don't know there's these issues in the world and then you grow up and you learn and you're like I should have never said that and I will never say that ever again and it's like okay to change obviously if you're 18, 19, 20, 21, above that, and you're saying it nowadays, like, that's wrong. Like, you know, like, you're, there's no way you don't know that's wrong. Um, But like I said, like, you grow up and you learn. And obviously, you, I keep seeing this thing on Twitter, and it's like, um, it's like normalize people changing their opinions, like, about things and changing their viewpoints. And I don't know exactly how it works, but I saw that normal. It should be normal to teach people. And once they learn new information, they can change their viewpoints. Like, obviously, we won't get changed in the world if people don't change. And you shouldn't – obviously, this. there's different terms to this. If, Like I said, if somebody says it nowadays, like, that's not okay. Like, you, I don't believe that you can change if you think about – if you think those things at an adult age. But it should be normal to break away. Like, once you're on your own from your family to have different viewpoints. Like, you're learning. You're changing. You're becoming your own person. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be normal to allow people to do that because if people aren't changing and stuff, then there won't be change in the world. Like, you're not going to – how do you get, like, people to win, like, presidential elections and stuff? You get people to agree with you and to update them on information and get them aware and then get them to, like, the polls and have them vote. And that's how you get a change. If everybody voted the same way throughout hundreds and hundreds of years and nobody changed their viewpoint, nothing in history would change. So you need people to change their opinions. And to teach them that things aren't okay and like to kind of like um, accept their like apologies if they said anything when they were little. You know, you're little, you're a child. You feed anything that goes into your brain and you say it. Want to know what I always say? Change is a thing you can count on. That's my tattoo. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, do you want to talk about your experience, your first experience at a protest? And I could talk about mine. We can like talk about it. So I attended my first protest on 
Thursday, <sighs> a couple days ago, Thursday. And I knew there were, yeah, I knew there were protests like going around and stuff. Um, I live like in a downtown area of like where I live and I keep seeing like all these people, but it grew as the past, like as days went on, like more people and more people. But when I went on Thursday, I wasn't planning on going and I was on a walk and I saw these people holding signs and I was like, oh, you're going to the protest. Like I always thought that was so cool. And I like cheer people on from the side and from like Twitter and stuff. And on the news, I see them and I'm like cheering them on, but I'm like, why am I not there? Like I'm literally sitting at home doing nothing. And so I asked Logan to go and Logan didn't really like he agrees with the whole movement and stuff but he that's not like his scene like he didn't want to be like he's just very like i don't know how to explain it he doesn't like being around people he doesn't know um <laughs> but beyond that like i basically went to the protest to like support everybody logan like went with me and then like left but i was by myself and i i just walked up to these people and i was like hey i really want a sign but i didn't bring one do you know like where I can get a sign? And she was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I have extra ones in my car. And this really nice girl like brought me to her car. She helped me make a sign and I marched with her like the whole time. And then I found friends that I knew from high school. And basically like I went there alone, like scared out of my mind because like my anxiety, just, I don't like big crowds and I know, not I was scared impressed. of the people, <laughs> not scared of the people there because I knew like they're all safe and they're all friendly. And like, I felt safe because of everybody around me, but it scared me because of like the cop videos of like them like coming after people. Um, and it scared me because big crowds just, I always think the worst and big crowds scare me because I never know like if there's going to be like that one person that like sees a big crowd and takes advantage, you know? Um, but I went and I marched and I literally walked 18,000 steps around my entire where I live, like the whole city. I marched. How around. many miles was it? It was so it? cool. I don't know how many miles it was 18,000 steps. So just think of like, I literally, my legs were throbbing all night. I couldn't sleep. That's how much I walked, <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm all around. And like, at first people are chanting and I was like, okay, I'm not the type to like scream like chants and stuff, but towards the middle, I was so into it. I'm literally like starting the chance. I'm like, let's go. And we're walking around. Like it was the coolest thing ever because where I live, it's like a bunch of like people with money and Obviously, I don't have money like that, but, like, we walked into neighborhoods that were, like, super rich, and these houses, like, these beautiful houses, and there's just, like, older people, majority white people, like, 80-year-olds, um, from little kids with their parents to parents with their grandparents with grandparents by themselves, every single person came out of their house and was clapping for us, cheering for us, crying, like, had their fist up in the air i'm literally I just got chills. chills thinking about this <laughs> and there was even people with like american flags hanging on their houses that were outside cheering and that just like made me so freaking happy like we were in the middle of the roads cars were like stopping and i was getting scared because i'm like oh my god cars like we're blocking traffic because there was like probably a thousand plus of us and cars were stopping didn't even care that they were sitting there for like an hour cheering and honking and everybody was like sitting out of their car i passed this little girl that was probably like three and she was like this little black girl and she was like black Lives matter but she was like she couldn't even like <laughs> she was so cute oh my god i wanted to steal her um but it was just the coolest thing and i was so tired at the end of it but i felt so good after it that i like went and just it was so cool. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go tomorrow. And so I went the next day and everybody that I messaged to come with me, like nobody ended up coming. So I went all alone. And this time I was like actually alone. Like I didn't march with anybody I knew. I didn't talk to anybody really. And I was all by myself. And um, we went to the courthouse and there was, again, like so many of us, like I couldn't even see the road behind me. And we're all in front of this courthouse, taking up the roads, taking up all the sidewalks. And we were all like singing happy birthday to Brianna. And then we got we laid down and for eight minutes and 46 seconds, I think it is. And there was this guy next to me, like this black guy. And he was just so happy, like that we were all there and we were, it was like pouring rain and all wet on the floor. And we had to like kneel down and I was like, here, you can use my sign. And I gave him my sign to lay on so that his face wouldn't touch the floor. And he was so freaking happy, mm -hmm. like the cutest little man. And then um, once it was over, like the protest person, like the organizer was like, thank you so much for everyone. Like, look around. Like, there's so many. Like, I've never seen that much color in a crowd. Like, white people, Asian people, um, Indian people, um, black people. Like, literally every people that you can think of was all in the crowd. And they were like, this is America. Like, 
Um, we have to keep doing this and make a change. And they were like, on behalf of black people, like, thank you guys for showing up. Like, this means so much to us. And I was literally like, it's like it was like the coolest Mm -hmm. thing ever and like obviously like it's sad being there like the fact that we have to do that but it was just so cool that everybody was showing up and it was just the coolest thing ever like I want to keep going like if I I could go every day of my life if I could like if I like until something changes like it was just so cool like how every day the crowd grew Mm -hmm. how everybody around us like we probably we probably that both days that I went there's probably two people total that like did not like us doing it like one person came up to the crowd and was calling everybody an f-a-g-g you know that yeah what the heck there was yeah and everybody was about to fight him and then there was another See, that's guy the that stuff was... that's scary because i mean and someone yelling thing, that like, at you, I don't... that triggers people and like someone could have rightfully so gotten very upset and then what do you know but a police cool officer because... comes up like and that it's the it's the cool because when i was there people wanted to hit him so bad and like i was all for it i'm like don't come to the pro- peaceful protest and like do that like you deserve to be hit but as much as i wanted him to be hit like everybody there like all the people all the people organizing the protests and stuff were like guys this is a peaceful protest like let's just ignore yeah. him i'm like that is so There's, cool everyone's such in the a media, bigger person and you see in the media they're making it out to seem like this is all riots no matter what it is if it's a peaceful protest it's a riot but like everybody there was so peaceful and it was just the coolest freaking thing ever and it just sucked because there was a bunch of like white people that were there just to have fun and they were like let's this guy like kicked the cop car this white kid and he like threw something out a window where a cop was and he was like let's go up to the cops they're not going to shoot us and i literally said to him i was like this is not your protest so no we're not going to be doing that like obviously you're not scared for your life because you're white but you do something to the cops they're going to come after all of us and like we're not yeah it's those people that are screwing up everything and that's what I'm saying. And like, I said that and this girl next to me was like, thank you. Like, but it's like this, we're there to support them. We're not there. This is not our protest. And like, you can't really tell other people like black people how to like protest. Like this is their protest and you're just there to support them. Well, and yeah, you can't tell people how to feel. Yeah, exactly. But sorry, I talked so long. That was my um, experience, but 10 out of 10 like definitely go if you're scared to go alone like just go anyways everybody there is so nice and if you can't go to a protest um just go sign petitions donate money um just spread the word and i feel like just posting is like you can protest on social media just do something yeah um so my experience was very similar um it was also my first protest um i (laughs) texted my friend from college just like what are you doing tonight she's like nothing i'm like want to protest she's like oh my gosh she's like i was hoping you were gonna say that yes let's go oh um, <laughs> which is katie one of our top yeah. listeners uh <laughs> shout out to katie, Hi, katie. <laughs> um but yeah so she came over and we made some signs mine said um the power of the people is stronger than the people in power and then the other side was the spongebob meme where he's mocking and it says all lives yes. matter in quotes, but it's the weird font where it's like all lives matter, like mocking. And, and it's like the picture of SpongeBob, yeah. like making fun of somebody. Yeah. And so many people took pictures of my sign. Like at oh one point, someone was like, hey, like, do you mind if I take a picture? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So I held it up and like six other people like came over at, around me and like took pictures of it too. So cute. Um, but also like it was like the most – empowering and beautiful thing like I've ever experienced I think and what you said like this is like America and I have never felt more like an American than I did on Mm -hmm. Friday like this is like this is our right to do and you're standing up for something and you're with people and you're with other Americans doing it like I never felt more empowered and like more proud to be an American honestly because yeah. right now, like, there's not a lot of things to be proud about. But, like, then I was like, mm-hmm. this is, like, what our country is. And it sucks that we're having to do it because it mm-hmm. makes it, the reason is so stupid. Like, it should just already be changed and settled. But, like, it was really cool for that reason, too. That's what I was saying. It's, like, mixed emotions because it's, like, when you're there, you're, like, happy that everybody's doing it. Everybody's, like, cheering you on. But you're sad that you have to do it and you're angry. But, like – it's like mixed emotions. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Like people at some point, our protest turned out, turned into a dance battle 
and all the like people are surrounding like there was like a bunch of black people that were like dancing in the middle and we were all cheering them on and it was the coolest thing ever like they were so happy but then some lady got on her microphone and was like guys like we're here to be angry and we're here to like get justice so like i understand you guys want to like like dance and i understand that and like that's totally fine and i'm not i'm not mad but like we need to get change and this is not how we're doing it but like which I understand because like it's like you don't know how to feel when you're there and I was just there like just obviously supporting everybody but it's just cool that like I don't know it's like not cool but it's cool that like everybody's there helping each other and it's like it's like I don't well know it's like everyone's it. so passionate about it and you have yeah, to and be, that's the cool you part have to be positive about it to change something you can't just there complaining about everything like um yeah. I mean, it's like we're complaining, but we're passionate about it and we're not going to do anything until we get changed. Right. But uh, the way I think it's cool is like we're all part of history and it's cool that we all came together and every single state had protests. So I just in even other countries. And I think that's so cool because that hasn't happened in a long time. And like, obviously, this is going to be in the history books and your kids are going to be asking you like, oh, my God, what did you do during that? And I saw a tweet that was like what you're doing now is what you would have done during the Holocaust or during like the civil rights and stuff. And I'm like, okay, or the civil war. And I'm like, okay, I'm sitting at home. So I need to get up because I know during the Holocaust and during like the civil war and stuff, I would not be sitting my ass on the couch. So I need to get up and I need to be a part of history and I need to like tell my kids that I did this. I, I thought the same thing too. Like how many times I've thought like, okay, you learn about the civil rights movement in history class your entire life. And you always think, what is wrong with these people? Like, why don't they do something about it? It's like, okay, well, you're put, being put in the same position right now. And like, if yeah. you do care about this topic, now is the time to speak up and do something about it because it has never been this big before mm-hmm. to like actually jump on board and like be into it because one person isn't just yeah. going to run out their door and protest. It's like, exactly. now is the time to like actually change it. Um, But like what you said, you're like not like a very like chanty person, but like I was a cheerleader, so I was like loving it. Like say yeah. his name, George Floyd. And I was like pumped. Yeah. And when people would say <laughs> say her name, Brianna Taylor, I would I I would change it to Happy Birthday, and they're like Brianna Taylor. So like I would like start them too. Aww. And um, well I started one because I, I told Kitty I'm like I'm gonna start one. She's like, do it. And I was like, Happy Birthday, Brianna Taylor, and like so cute. I know. And, like what you said about people cheering and stuff. My favorite part was we, so I was protesting in downtown Phoenix, which isn't close to my house. So we had to drive there and park. But um, when we turned like a corner and there were like restaurants and then like people up in their apartments and like people at the restaurants, like on the patio would like go to the side of like the restaurant and like be cheering and like mm-hmm. had their fists in the air and like chanting along. And then people from like their balconies were all like outside, like waving and cheering. And that was like, probably one of the coolest feelings I've ever had because it's like yeah like so many people were just like there supporting even though they weren't there oh another cool thing is like how many people had like water and like snacks yes and- I literally cried well, like someone pulled up with like like just five packs of water like snacks everywhere and like wasn't participating in the protest but by doing that like was participating and I think that's so cool because like we're all just being like so organized and like a community and I just think that's so cool and like in Arizona it was like 110 degrees and we did it and it was like cooler at night but like they everyone just being like gotta stay hydrated like take a water and they were like giving me clementines so like on my way home I was like eating clementines in my car because I was starving but um yeah and then people have like spray bottles like when you'd walk by some people would be spraying with water and yeah um so yeah like if people like you want to protest but you don't i don't know if you're worried there's other ways you can like that's what i was um, saying help too there's so many other ways um another cool part is when we like reached the end of like the apartments everyone like sat or like kneeled or like sat down and someone was talking just about how um how unfair it is that a couple months ago Brianna Taylor was just sleeping in her bed and she died and that Mm -hmm. Friday she would have turned 27 and Mm then um he said like okay I want everyone needs to sit down so everyone sat down he's like get your phones out and he was like the most he said two things, but I only got the rejected, so I didn't really hear it. But he's like, the most rejected 
person in the United States is a black woman. So if you're a black woman, stand up. And every black woman <laughs> stood up and everyone was just like cheering and like people were crying. And it was, it was so cool. That makes me so freaking sad. Like, I know I keep talking about this, but like, but like, there, what makes us different? But like, there is pride in like being, being a black woman or a man because of everything they've gone through. So like, yeah, for sure. So like people like, were just so happy. Yeah. It was just like, it was so happy. I, I saw this tweet and it had like thousands and thousands of retweets, but it was like retweet if a black woman's ever made you feel like strong, like beautiful, um, just like has been there for you like and I was thinking and I feel like majority of the time like when I run into like a black woman like at anywhere like they're always so like nice you know Mm -hmm. they always just like they're very nurturing I've gotten more yes like motherly and like I'm like why I just don't understand like in in a dream world for me like we would all like not even care what we look like or where we came from and we would just all be the same and just all be like there for each other but it's always it's just like there's always going to be people that think like negative and it sucks but I mean it's majority to me it's majority of the older generation and I just think like as long as we all like show up and vote and stuff like we can definitely change things and you know Um, just a video that I watched that I watched before but I watched it again um it's from years ago because it's like an older video and this lady this white woman was standing on a stage in a room full of i want to say all white people but i'm not really sure there could have been other people there too and she said okay she's like if you want to be treated like a black person stand up no one stood up she's like she's (laughs) like excuse me did you not hear me i said if you want to be treated like a black person stand up She's like, nobody's standing. There's your point. Like, I yeah. point proven. I'm like, that's so true. And that can go for a sad. lot of different races, especially in the United States. Yeah. See, I've lost, like, so many followers on Twitter and Instagram both. And I've checked, like, who's unfollowed me. And it's not surprising at all. But I've even had to, like, unfollow cousins and stuff. And, like, I'm just done, like, putting up with the stuff, like obviously it doesn't affect me and the people that are judging me for standing up for it and knowing that it doesn't affect me are just dumb, mm-hmm. but like I'm standing up for it. I don't care. It's like, I'm at this point, I'm like so freaking passionate about it that I'm like, I will literally like have no problem unfriending you or unfamilying you. Is that a word? Yeah. Um, if you have an issue with me of doing it, like, we're not going to make a change if it's just all the black people standing up for themselves. We need everybody from every culture, every color, every race, every place that there's possible people living like to help. And that's how we'll get change. And yeah, it's just like you're one person, but that's how we get just one person times hunt times thousands, uh, millions, like makes a difference i saw this thing on twitter i have it like on my thing i posted it on twitter actually i screenshot it from instagram (sighs) but it says strong people stand up for themselves stronger people stand up for others and i thought that was so freaking true and so like accurate Mm -hmm. like you're not strong unless you stand up for other people like like you have to stand up for yourself and others girl who says i say what say what Poppy Love 2 on Twitter asked, can you describe how you imagine Miley's first concert back in full force? Um, I imagine it super rock-like, definitely similar to the iHeart Festival. Um, Just very Miley and just messy in a good way, like messy in an artsy way. Like definitely rock outfits, black outfits um, with a bunch of like jewelry, definitely the whole she's coming like era kind of like, but also colorful a mixture of she is coming and dead pets is how I imagine it. See, I don't even imagine it as she is coming. You don't? Because that was a year ago. And by the time we get a new concert, she's going to be so far removed from that era. Yeah, but I mean like the whole rock part of it. Like, you know how she's always been a part of like rock and stuff? I think like, her mullet will be gone by then. dead pets. I think, I I think she's going to be – I think it's going to be a whole different thing let's see yeah. i mean i'm fine with whatever i know whatever miley does is super creative but obviously like, very unique and unforgettable for sure so um samantha asked, my future um, sister-in-law 
Yeah, Tay's family. If Miley came over for dinner, what would you make? I have no idea. See, I'd, I'm good at cooking, but I'm not that good. So I'd probably order Indian food because I hear that she loves it and I've never had it. I mean, I've had some stuff, but I've never had like a full on Indian dinner. And I'm all for like spicy. I don't know. Maybe I would like do something similar, like order in pizza from a really good place in Arizona. Because she also loves yeah. pizza. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would be afraid. <laughs> Take out. I would be afraid to make dinner. Yeah. I don't want to like make her think that I suck at cooking yeah, so we're going to take out. Um, okay, and my big brother Michael asked, how much would you pay to spend a weekend in a teepee with Miley? The limit does not exist. Okay, but realistically, how much would you – You know what kind how of would feel- you? How much would you pay right now? I would say my limit would be – does credit cards count? Because I'll totally slap that yeah. on there. Um, I or would like say even right if you now- were to borrow money from someone, like – Realistically, right now, if you had the opportunity, how much would you spend? I'd say my limit's five thousand. I was gonna say my limit's ten thousand. Holy! I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're both totally don't have that money I know. laying around, so that just shows how much we love her. Well, I paid a thousand to meet her on Bangers to yeah. spend a. But weekend you know that makes me her? feel. It makes me feel guilty, like paying for her to spend a weekend with me, like. <laughs> I feel like Rico at the freaking fundraiser. I mean, that's very true, but also this would never happen. But like, here's yeah. the thing too: like, if it was like an auction, or like, yeah. oh, if it was an auction for like charity, totally. Yeah, I don't 5, think it'd 000. be like Miley would never do this with a random fan, like just to have money. Like, if it yeah. was like an auction or something like that, yeah. then I don't feel as bad because like she's gonna do it anyways, and like whoever pays the most and it's going to a good cause. Then yeah. yeah. All right. Fair. Well. Um, I just want to assure people that if they need someone to talk to during all this frustration going on, like, please reach out to us because we know it's hard, mm-hmm. especially having like family and friends who maybe don't have the same views as you. And like, yeah, we get it. It's hard and it's emotional. So, yeah. And I just want to say, like, I totally feel you if you're the outsider in your family or in your friend group about like things that you believe in, like just in general. Um, but you can definitely talk to us cause we feel you and, and Miley um, supports you. Yeah. So just remember that. Yeah. And if you guys need ways to, um, just like reach out if you don't, if you can't protest, if you want to sign petitions, if you want to donate money, um, do whatever, um, you can ask us on our page or you can go to Miley's page. Happy hippie. Um, you have all the options, but definitely ask us if you need help with it. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.